What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a continuation of episode 49 today. Aaron and I, we're going to cover the free agent frenzy that happened yesterday. Uh, There's still some big fish out there, notably Jack Eichel. But today in this part of the episode, we're going to go over the best signings. We're going to go over the worst signings, some questionable signings, as well as some winners and losers. Aaron, what's going on, bro? What's going on, Libby? Uh, yeah, we had free agency uh, yesterday. Uh, we saw eight, or sorry, Wednesday. Yeah, today, today's Thursday. Sorry, guys, it's been a long day. Um, there was a shitload of signings, and like you said, some were very questionable, some were great, and then some were, oof, you did what? <laughs> uh, but let's uh, let's you you can kick it off. Uh, we'll start with the good, and then we'll get to the questionable, and then we'll get to the bad. So, all right. So before we get into this year's free agency. Today's Thursday, so I want to do a little throwback Thursday to the 2016 free agency and just go down a list of some of those contracts and just how fucking terrible they were. It was a great year for people to get paid. What are you talking about? Dude, I know if if I'm these players, I'm I'm happy I secured the bag, but just some of the players, Milan Lucic 7 years, 6 million per year. God awful. Thanks, Shirelli. Kylock Poso, seven years, six million. Yep. Andrew Ladd, seven years, five and a half. He's not even playing hockey anymore. Most of these guys aren't. Louis Erickson, six years, six million dollars. Yep, I would never forget that. Franz Nielsen, six years, five and a half. And then I'm going to end it off with David Backus, five years at six million dollars. That's insane. And one player, I know you didn't list him. But Troy Brower was another player that got overpaid that year too. Yeah, four years, four and a half million. Was that by Calgary? It was. Yeah, okay. it was. I mean, we we have some overpayments in this uh, this year. I mean, if you go to the Stanley Cup Finals and you win it, you generally get overpaid. Pretty much. But I'm going to start off with some of the best signings that I thought, in my opinion, yeah. the first one. I I'm really excited about this one. Linus Allmark signing with the Boston Bruins, four years at five million dollars each. Bruins fans have been crying. They, I think Bruins fans are just so deep-rooted in Tuka Rask that they're not ready to just let him go. There's so many people in the city of Boston that hate Tuka Rask. So I think this kid's going to be the new whipping boy for the Boston Bruins. So I hope he's ready, but I do like the signing. Um, we were at dinner last night. We saw that coming through the ticker. And uh, it was a smart signing. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get into some of the other like, Bruins signings later. But this was their big fish. They got them. They secured their goalie for the next uh, four years. Um, a lot of people in Boston who, for the most part in media, don't really know him, that, like don't know who Olmark is unless you're a true hockey fan. Uh, this guy has been playing in, for the worst team in the NHL. Um, his stats are going to look worse than his actual game is. This guy, I think, is the real deal and will be a huge part for the Bruins next season. Um, I expect him probably to play about – 55 games between 50 and 55 would be my guess yeah and he's not the only goalie that i had on these best signings i thought goalies got paid this season and if they got not only did they get paid i think they got paid fairly so the other goalies that i have on this list are martin jones he's going to philly he's going to philly on a one-year deal he's going to play backup role to carter hart yep i think that's good for him after Mm -hmm. the, the downward trend he's had uh, Freddie Anderson, he's going to Carolina for two years at four and a half mil each. I love that signing. I think that's probably my favorite goaltending signing. Honestly, I think Freddie Anderson needs a change of scenery. I think playing in Carolina where the media is not as crazy as Toronto. And that, I mean, that team, 
look, looking at the team right now, they're, I mean, they're pretty good. They lost Dougie Hamilton. We get Tony D'Angelo at fair value, but so hopefully he's not being, a, uh, hopefully he doesn't play, uh, act like a douchebag and can stay on the ice. You have Jacob Slavin, probably one of the best shutdown defensemen in the league, and that roster is just, I mean, about to add another big piece uh, per per some media in Canada. Hopefully that does happen, but we'll we'll talk about it at a later time. Probably my favorite goaltender signing. And my last goalie that I had on my best signings list. So so these signings, like, they're all my own opinion. So, yeah. you know, people would have different opinions. But this one, uh, Calvin Picard going to Detroit on a one-year $800,000. Basically to back up Alex Nedeljkovic. And I actually picked Calvin Pickard in my – to go to Seattle. I thought he'd be the third goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Calvin Pickard, I think, is not – people don't realize how good he is. And Steve Eisman, another great uh, acquisition for him. Yep. Uh, one guy – we were talking about this earlier, but he's following what I call the Marion Hosa blueprint. Yeah. Corey Perry signing with the Tampa Bay Lightning, two years at $1 million each year. What do you think about this one? Well, I guess when you lose to this, the team, the same team twice in back-to-back years in the Stanley Cup final, you're just going to say, fuck it, I'm going to join them. So I like the signing. I think Corey Perry had a really good playoff, especially this year with that, the line of him, uh, Stahl, and Armia. I think uh, he, he still has plenty of game left, and I think he's a good playoff guy. And he'll basically replace some of the guys that had already left on that third, third or fourth line. So good signing by Tampa. You get you getting a cup winner, a guy who's had plenty of playoff success and a playoff veteran. So great signing by Breeze Breeze Bois. Probably the best. I mean, they did sign Braden. They re-signed Braden Point, but this is a huge, I think, huge signing that for the value they they spent. Yeah, for sure. A uh, couple other guys that I have on here. Uh, what do you What do you think about the Sam Bennett signing? I like that signing. Uh, I think he adds a different element to the Panthers lineup that they needed. They're They're kind of a softer team. I wouldn't say they're phys- really physical. That they did have a chippy series with Tampa in that first round in the playoffs. But like when I think of the the uh, Florida Panthers, I don't. I just I think a high end skill and offensive heavy. So I think he's a good like a good uh, second or third line center for them. Um, I like the signing, and I think he deserved it. Yeah, so the thing about Sam Bennett is that when he got drafted, he got drafted more as a skill player. And in his first year in Calgary, that's who he was. He was a skill player. But over his time in Calgary, he kind of reinvented himself as a – He had to change his game completely. And then I think when he came over to Florida, he went back to the skill, but he also had that checking – yeah, line. I think well, he was also playing higher. He's playing top six minutes in Calgary. He's playing bottom six. He's either the third or fourth line center. And there had been talks too for a while that he was gonna get. He was on their trade block, so I think he just needed a change of scenery. And I think I don't know. I just I hate the way that that roster is constructed with Calgary. It's just like they never change. When I think of the Calgary Flames, they remind me of the same team I saw in two thousand ten. Yeah, they're a little different. Uh... No more Jerome McGinley. No more, yeah, and no more. Uh, we basically now you got Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, uh, is there anybody that you thought was a better signing? I, I this list was kind of my own opinion, but um, I like you know what signing I like, and it's again by Boston, Nick Benino. That's probably Felino. Oh fuck yeah, Nick <laughs> Felino. We're gonna keep that. Whoopsies. Yeah, I like that one. I think. I thought for sure he was going to re-sign back in Columbus and uh, be their captain again. Um, I mean, Toronto gave up a first-round pick, and I think he's, for what they paid, 3.8 AAV for two year, or 7.6 over two, I think that's a pretty fair contract. And I, I don't think he's going to be in the top six, but he'll be per- a perfect third or fourth liner, for, or third liner. And uh, 
I just think he brings a good veteran uh, veteran leadership into the locker room. That's probably one of my favorite signings. Um, I also really, really liked um, – what's it called? Um, two seconds. Uh, I liked uh, Pierre, uh, Pierre Edward Belmar to the Tampa Bay Lightning at a million dollars for two, two years, two million. Yeah, that guy's kind of a journeyman. I remember when he first kind of hopped into the league. He yep. came over from France. Yeah, yeah. Then he played in. He was playing in Philly, and then he was in Vegas. Then he was in Colorado. Then he was back in Vegas. Yeah. I like the signing. I think they basically with the signing of Belmar and Perry, you basically just replaced Coleman and Gord. Yeah, that that's a pretty fair assessment. Uh, one more guy for the best signings, and then I'll move over to questionable. Uh, Keith Yandel. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep, the Flyers. He's going over. Maybe you were talking about the Kevin Hayes connection, the the Chicklets bump, whatever. Uh, he signs on for nine hundred and fifty k. It's a low risk. Yep. Yeah. Uh. I, yeah. I think he'll he'll be a either probably when he starts the season he'll be the third left third pair defenseman and he'll probably run the second power play unit or the first unit to give um probably uh, Provorovs of like to cut his ice down because he's going to be PKing. I'd say he's probably got more offensive upside and like for a left-hand shot than Travis Sanheim. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that signing, and I think he's—I mean, the guy still has his Iron Man, Iron Man streak alive. So I, he's going to want to play, and especially after getting bought out, I think he's going to come pissed. Yeah, and he's definitely going to probably enjoy playing uh, with you know buddies that he like hometown buddies. But let's hop over to the questionable signings. I'm just going to start right from the get-go. Zach Hyman going to Edmonton, seven years, five and a half each year. But the way that the, his contract is constructed is he starts making five and a half and then it bumps up each year until like his fourth year. And then after his fourth year, it starts to drop off to a lower value. I'll give you my take, but I, I want to hear what you have to say about this. I like the so when you look at it at just right at the, off the bat as an overpayment, uh, he. He's a great player, don't get me wrong, but he's also played with Mitch Marner and, and Austin Matthews last year. He had a, an amazing season, and then he almost blew his knee out. Um, I think he got way too much term uh, in this deal. The guy is, is going to play with McDavid, and he's going to get his, his points, but I don't I don't, I don't, think you're going to – he's not going to live up to that contract. It basically is what I'm going to say. I, I guess the way it's constructed with the cap going up the next few years, it makes sense, but holy shit. Ken Holland, what are we doing here? I'm not even gonna get into the other signings. Oh no, baby! I know. What is you doing? I, I'm I'm happy there's a name or there's someone that can slide on the right hand side with um, McDavid, but it might be he might be playing with uh, Drysaddle and Yamamoto or Drysaddle and Nugent Hopkins. If if he's playing on the third line and getting paid that, there's a fucking problem. Yeah. Now I'll give you my perspective on it. I think that the Oilers missed out on a better signing. For a better player, maybe a player like Tarasenko. Um, well, there's there's no, it's not. Well, it's a trade. It would be a trade. Trade. Okay, that's. But that cap space overall. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it could have been used a little bit better. Um, it again, I think it's a hard, it's a hard thing to get players to go to Edmonton. A lot of people don't like like living there. It's a very boring place. Like, yes, you get to if the most enticing thing is you get to play with the best player in the world. Yeah, that I mean that's, that's true. Th- yeah, so. I mean let's look at the amount of guys that maybe wanted to play with Gretzky when he was there. But they were also winning cups. Yeah, there's a di- there's a difference there. Yeah. Okay. So my my last take on the Hyman thing is like, 
was Zach Hyman really the best that they could do? I would have honestly looking at the like the contracts that were signed. I would have took Mike Hoffman over him. It's yeah, that's hat, yeah. Mike Hoffman, who I know can shoot the puck, take a legit sniper. Yeah, but the, I I guess like too like he will be go like he'll go to the net and I, it's gonna be similar. It's like a, a upgrade of what Zach Cassian is. It's more skillful. Zach. Yeah, the better Zach, but. Yeah, it's a. I, I don't know. It's just like I guess like I understand Holland's perspective, but yeah, overpayment. It's it's not a great contract. All right, another contract that I had on here that was questionable was the Blake Coleman contract. It's going over to Calgary for six years at four point nine each season. Yeah, that, I mean, going back to what we when, at the start of this episode, you win the cup, you're gonna get overpaid. It happens all the time. Uh, there was rumors that he was linked to the Boston Bruins. I think they were really pushing hard to get him. Blake Coleman's a great player, but he got, I mean, he was only making like 1. Point some, 1. 1.5 million in his last deal. I think maybe it's not as bad as Barclay Goudreau, but it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a great contract, but where is he going to play? Is he going to, he's not going to play in the top. Is he going to play in the top six? That's because you're going to have Johnny Goudreau, that Manjapani, you have, uh, Bat, uh, he doesn't play center, and then you have um, Lindholm, and you have uh, what's his name that plays on the right side. He's not gonna. Play, I don't think he'll play in the top six. So their projected lineup per daily faceoff right now, you know, free agency is not over. This the offseason is not over, but they have it listed as this: Goudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk, first line, second line, Manjapani, Backlund, and then Coleman, and then their third line: Dubé, Monahan, Pitlick. Lucic, Lewis, Brett Ritchie. Monahan on the third line. Wow. That's interesting. I know. I maybe he somehow cracks the top six, but I see this more as a bot like him playing on the third line. Yeah, I don't see him in yeah. a second line capacity, but you're also I don't know. That guy's got a shit ton of heart. That I don't know how many diving goals this guy's a fucking scored, but he's a one hand and he's also a one hand specialist. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll maybe he'll flourish in a yeah. more. I would have taken less money to go to Boston over Calgary. I just don't see Calgary going anywhere. Like, they, they, there's no like. I think this was a case of securing the bag yeah. rather than. Yeah, he's got his two cups. Um, yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. It's time to get paid. But yeah, I don't think it's a great contract. Um, one contract in particular, I think it's an overpayment, and I think the guy just went there because they gave him a shitload of money. The Dougie Hamilton contract. Yeah, I don't have that anywhere on my list. I knew we were going to talk about it, though. I think it's one of these contracts that it just fits right. You know what I'm saying? For Dougie, he, I heard he got he, the money. Yeah, he, he, he turned down. I heard. Uh, I read uh, someone that uh, that is close to the uh, Hurricanes that I think the last contract offered was six six years, like six and a half, and he said no. So that would only been around forty million, and he got sixty three, but. He's playing for the fucking Devils, man. They're not going anywhere. Like I get, they just got their number one defenseman, but this team's still so far away from being somewhat successful. You know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe PK Subban's their number one defenseman. They got two. They have probably they have eighteen million tied up on two defensemen, between Subban and Dougie. I think Subban's coming up on his last year though, and it's probably his last year in the playing hockey. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he really cares about hockey that much anymore. Um, seems like he's more into his media career. But I get it. Hey, he he secured the bag. I would have tried staying in Carolina, honestly. I think that would have been a better fit. But again, they basically Carolina replaced him with Tony D'Angelo and saved a ton of money, which they can 
probably used to get Vladimir Tarasenko because that's where that's where the reports are. That's where the reports are. It's either going to be Tarasenko in New Jersey or Carolina, and I just don't see Tarasenko wanting to go to New Jersey. Another New Jersey questionable contract was Jonathan Bernier, two years at four point one million. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that one. But I thought Mackenzie Blackwood is like their goalie, so. Uh, if he's gonna be a backup, yeah. that's a little bit too much, in my opinion. How I just can't believe Jonathan Bernier is still <laughs> He's been kind of, like he's kind of just got shuffled around like a couple. Bad I honestly teams. want to know what his career earnings are because I feel like this guy's like had like a like very... he secured the bag with Toronto. I know he's he's made a lot of money as a backup. Like it's not like he probably's up there with like Yaro Halak for like most money made by a backup goalie. Yeah. Uh, this contract, I'm going to talk about it because it's coming from the Blackhawks. They signed Jake McCabe, a left-handed defenseman, to four years at $4 million. In, in hindsight, I don't really like this contract. I think it's a little bit of an overpayment. Um, but McCabe is solid, and he's coming from Buffalo, and Buffalo was not the best team. Yeah, They haven't been the best team. So I'm, just, I'm excited to see what he could do. I think he's going to pair up with Seth Jones on that first pair. If yeah. I had to be honest, it's probably that's yeah yeah. I, I, I think before we we he signed, we were talking about the Jones brothers playing together as the deep hairs. They're number one. There is I think there is some questions on that left hand side for the Blackhawks decor. So I, I'm happy they got him. Uh, it is an overpayment, but I think it'll be a good change of scenery. Maybe he has like a maybe he plays up to his contract. I don't know, but I think they really needed a left left shot defenseman so i think they were they were gonna overpay regardless um one contract i want to transition uh i just want to make one last point yeah. so one last point about the jake mccabe signing is that i did a little bit of digging earlier jake mccabe and seth jones played together on that 2013 gold medal uh world stacked. junior team yeah that makes sense. i remember yeah i do remember him. he was the mccabe was the captain yeah so that makes okay that might be a little bit of help from Seth Jones trying to get him in there, which okay, that that that, that I think that happens in the NHL. I mean, you get a, your best, basically, elite players can help entice players to come to their team. This contract, I think, is a huge overpayment, and it's by the Boston Bruins, the Derek Forbert's. I had that. I have That's that too, a, right? I have that. So, D- Derek Forbert's a good sh- like a shutdown D. Um, yeah, he's six four. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, the, the, he's going to be probably the biggest. I know Carlos probably the tallest D they have in, the, in their six, but they are. You, I mean, now you look, you have Grizzlick, you have Forbert, and you have um, Mike Riley. And I love that Mike Riley signing. I think it's a, he he looks like a great fit in Boston, and it, it just fit, he fit like a glove. Literally, the first game I saw him play, it looked like he'd been playing in their system for years. Yeah, he said he wanted to stay there. Like he's known he wanted to. Same with Taylor Hall, they yeah. both want to stay there. Well, I think they're happy not to be playing for the Ottawa Senators and the Buffalo Sabers. So that All makes right. sense. But yeah, that I think a bad contract. But I think, um, uh, what's his name? Holy crap, he's gonna. Uh, John Sweeney had to make this signing. I think they really needed to. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, I if I would have rather had Jake McCabe over Derek Forbert. I would too yeah. if I'm going to be paying that or, amount. Or I would have taken Alex Edler. It's an LC They basically are making the same amount of money. Yeah. A uh, couple more guys on the questionable, and then we'll move over to the worst signings. I uh, have Philip Deneau on here, goes into the LA Kings, six years at $5.5 million per year. Yeah. Kings got their number two center. Yep. And, and he's going to take, like, I think you said this yesterday, so I'll let you. Yeah. I think he, 
I, I don't I like the contract actually. He's he he played up to that. He's playing up to that money. He's still pretty young. Uh, he's going to be the shutdown guy and try to help cope. I mean, Kopitar can play that style, but I think he he fits well with Kopitar. Yeah, uh, he'll take away a lot of the defensive. Yeah, and I wonder too is Byfield going to join the team this year? That's another thing. Damn, dude, that's a kind of a stacked one, two, three right yeah, there. Yeah, your number two overall pick is your third line center. That's pretty sweet. So I like the signing. I would have put it in one of my. I didn't mention it in the ones I liked, but I do like this contract. Yeah, it's a questionable contract for me, but I think it could turn out to be one of the best. Uh, I have no one really else on the questionable signing, so we'll we'll just go to the worst signings. I only got two people on here. Michael Granlin with the Nashville Predators, three years at $5 million per year. He wanted to stay in Nashville. Maybe it's four years. I don't know. That's a weird contract because they let him hit the open market, and why didn't they just resign him? It was literally like so early into the day when that's – and Michael – I mean, Granlin, like when he, I, I, go, I always go back to the 2014 Olympics where Timu Solani, like was like, this guy's going to be a stud. Um, when he was in Minnesota, like those first couple of years, he looked really good. And then remember they did the trade for, what was it, him straight up for um, the guy who snapped his leg, now plays in um, Minnesota. He's, he was their best player last year before Kaprizov got there. Oh, Fiala? Kevin Fiala, sorry. And at first, I was like, holy shit, like, Nashville won this trade. But now looking, like, I think Kevin Fiala is a better player. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't understand this one. I, I really, I think sometimes David Poyle makes very poor decisions on uh, free agent on the on July 1st or July 28th this year. Uh, so, this doesn't surprise me by him, but I don't like the contract. I think it's a bad one. Yeah, I don't like it either. And then my last guy, uh, He's a very respectable player in the NHL, but Ryan Suter going to the Dallas Stars on a four-year contract at 3.65. Ryan Suter's 36 years old. This is going to take him all the way to at least 40. Yeah. The reason why he did not re-sign in Minnesota is because Dallas gave the extra year. Yeah. So instead of three years, they gave him the four years. I just, I think it's a, I think it's a little bit too much. I think it's too much, but sometimes you got to pay for steadiness. They don't really have. When you look, because they lost Alexiak, yeah. So when you look at their left left side defenseman, right, you have Haskinen's going to be your number one. You still have Klingberg's on the right, and then after that, they don't really have much. On, like behind Haskinen, there's really no left-handed defensemen that are decent on the Dallas Stars. So they needed to do something to put some like some just protection. I mean, Ryan Suter, I thought played pretty well this season. I I'm still shocked he was bought out. Whereas like Zach, when Zach Parise got bought out, that made total sense to me. But I guess when Ryan Suter got bought out he hung up on bill Guerin. <laughs> so i did when you said the thing about him possibly going back to minnesota i was like oh i thought he was I, like pissed and i know the bruins were in on him too i thought he would he would have made more sense in boston than in dallas but i would have preferred ryan Suter over Derek Forbes. 100 i mean ryan Suter at, at his prime is probably one of the best shutdown defensemen i've ever seen in my life him and shea weber might be one of the best d pairs i've ever seen in my life yes uh, daily faceoffs, line combos. As of today, this is definitely subject to change, but it's Suter, Heiskinen, Essel, Lindell, Klingberg, Thomas, Harley, Andre Sakara. Yeah, I forgot Andre Sakara. <laughs> Holy crap! An old guy. He was on the. He was on the Edmonton Oilers for a while, and then he was on the he was on the LA Kings before that, and right. I think he was on the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. I'm thinking of another guy who was on the Bruins. They have like similar names. Okay, uh, uh, I don't know. Came over from Philly. Oh, Andre Mazaros. Yeah, that yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, I, that's it for the signings and where I would classify them. So let's go over winners and losers of this year's free agency. So for me, 
The winners are the Bruins. I said the Bruins, yep. Seattle. Yep. I think Seattle won this yeah, free Francis, agency. Francis did some really good um, maneuvering with taking people and then the, you know trading players back for picks. Because yeah. he, he knows what he's – he's building this team three – like you said, this team is like three to five years out from its it, it being competitive. Yep. I also thought Chicago won in free agency. Yeah, uh, they, they got, got a couple good players. Yeah. And then my last team, and you might think this is questionable, uh, New Jersey. I think the Dougie Hamilton yeah. offsets the Bernier. <laughs> I don't know. I the way I was thinking about it, maybe maybe they are just not either yeah. either category. You, you know who I think I think the Bruins. I think the Flyers did well in free agency, getting a Yandel at nine hundred K. I think Carolina getting Tony D'Angelo for basically nothing, who could easily put up fifty to sixty points this year with how stacked their top six forwards are. And getting Freddie Anderson at four and a half a year. I like both those signings. It's probably the three teams I think that won in free agency. And my losers, I only got two of them. Ed- right, I wonder who it is. <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers. The only reason why I have Edmonton in my loser category is because they failed to secure a goalie yeah. in free agency. They were rumored to be in the mix with Dar- If they got Darcy Kemper yesterday, would you have felt different? I would. Okay, because I thought for sure... I, I was very confident that they were going to get Darcy Kemper, but then once Chicago came, I mean, Colorado came in, I was like, ah. And they, they have so much more to give with the, what they've stockpiled. So there's really not a whole lot. Like, they you would have had to give up someone like Broberg or Bouchard in a pick to get Kemper. Mm-hmm. And then my last team for losers are the Buffalo Sabres. It's just a fact. Yeah. <laughs> you know who I am? I'm the guy who did the Seattle draft, and he goes, it's just a fact. The guy who was like pretty much hosting the thing. Oh, yeah. The, uh, who are your losers? Um, Edmonton. As much as I love you, Edmonton, <laughs> I really think uh, I was. I honestly don't know how I even feel about the um, what's it called? The Tyson Berry contract. Oh, tr- I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk about that because it's just gonna make me upset. But I, I don't think I, I don't like the. I like the player Zach Hyman. I don't like the contract. But one, I will say that I think Derek Ryan was a good one they got for like two years at one point two. Mm-hmm. So I, that's I guess that's a good contract for Holland. But as a whole, I don't think they did very well. Um, I don't think Nashville did very well in free agency. And honestly, I don't think Calgary did well in free agency. Yeah. What do you think about Toronto? You think they did well this? They got. I mean, they got. And I'm thinking of re-signed players. They they did end up. They lost, so they lost Freddie. I, I think, and they picked I, up Mrazic. Yeah, so I, I think they're gonna. I mean, Campbell's not making a lot of money, so they, they, I think they saved there where they could spend in other needs. I still think I like, I like that they got Wayne Simmons back. I thought they were gonna be more active, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're pissed they lost Jared McCann because Jared McCann would have been a really good fit for them. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't really have a, um, an opinion on that, but I wouldn't say they did bad, but I don't think they did great. Yeah, I think one team that really just kind of revamped like half their roster was the Hurricanes. Yeah, like they literally just like, I think him, them and Chicago. I think in Boston to be yeah. honest, Boston just like reinvented their like bottom six. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I mean, I thought they're gonna if they get it depends on what two what's gonna happen to David Krejci because they said they've signed, basically he's signing back but at what cost and could that cost be kind of problematic because. Say he signs back at like five and change. That's a overpayment for David Krejci now. David Krejci is making way too much money. He was the highest paid player in that team. Seven two, 
I think he's if Boston gets him between like four and four and a half million, that's a steal. I mean, in or Boston, no, between three and four. I mean, it's the Bergeron and Marchand effect. I mean, Boston's yeah. notorious for getting guys to sign. Yeah. What about well, Colorado? That's a no. I mean, they got they got their captain back at seven, eight eight by seven. Uh, I thought he was going to hit free agency. Yeah. There was. It seemed like they were saying like there the, there's a huge disconnect. Um, so that's uh, that's just my two cents. But yeah, I think we're kind of both in agreement of who who did well and who didn't. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't got any much else on free agency this year. It was it was a crazy free agency. I think it was crazy. I, think. I was constantly refreshing Twitter, just like, oh my god, this person signed there. Holy crap! I mean, the, as a whole, like the trades that have happened, the free agency. Uh, this is probably one of the more active ones I feel like I've seen in a while. Like this brings me back, kind of like not to 2016, but like in the sense of people getting overpaid, but just like the craziness of it. Yeah, there was a lot of people, and there was a lot of people just announcing it at 12. So like the the news was just coming in, coming in, coming in. Unlike last year, last year was very inactive, and this year it was very active. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think this is, I think we're wrapping this up. I loved it. Uh, I just want hockey now, man. It's we got a few more months left till it till it starts. But they're starting in team, October, right? October, and teams are looking a lot different. A lot of teams have different identities now with how they drafted, how they traded, and how they signed. Yeah, I'm actually looking real like. Yeah. I think this season is going to be different than. Oh, it. oh, and I have to say this: I can't believe I totally forgot about this. I'm happy. I think the Montreal Canadiens lost because they don't have <laughs> a second line center. Dude, they're fucked. And they lost Corey Perry. That was a great pickup by them, and I thought they're going to keep him, but I'm. I, hey, they got Hoffman. That's on a fair contract, but I just don't see Hoffman fitting in that team. So, like, is Eric Stahl going to be the second line center? I can't. That's not going to work. Yeah, I, Sorry, I'd mean, uh, I'd mean... No, that's fine. That's fine. That's a good point. You know, a team that had a Cinderella run this year, now they're... Probably, probably won't make the playoffs. Yeah, they probably might not make the playoffs because they're going back to... That... No price. You're not going to have price to start. Weber's done for the season. You don't have a second-line center. You lost Corey Perry. Um, you have two, You have some very good young players coming or that are there. Uh, and I think the X factor is what what is Cockney Emmy gonna bring you to? That guy was getting healthy scratch at the end of the game at the end of the playoffs. Yeah, and don't don't forget the divisions are going back to. It's gonna be a lot more difficult too. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, play Boston yeah. six times a year. Yeah. You're gonna play Tampa. Tampa six times a year. Yeah. That, so that that's yeah. <laughs> oh Montreal. That basically the carrot was dangled towards you, and now you're back to square one. Yeah, it sucks. But yeah, we're gonna end. We're gonna end up. We're gonna end up wrapping this up here. Free agency came, and free agency is still going. The Eichel watch is on. Buffalo Sabres fans are. Okay, so we we said this last episode, and we we gave our opinions. Where do you think Eichel lands? I mean, with a lot of signings now, it's probably either Anaheim. I think. I don't know if the Rangers are still making a push for him. Yeah, I'd say it's Vegas. Or Vegas, yeah. Okay, that was the other one I was thinking of. But we'll see where he goes. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe Jack Eichel will be in a new uniform by the next episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks guys for listening. Uh, thank, keep supporting us. Keep asking us if we're still doing this because we are. And we're, we're getting used to actually looking at each other yeah, it's, during it's, this it's now. Definitely, it's definitely a little different. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's better and it's a lot easier. So 
Uh, like I said, we're going to try to do more interviews this summer, seeing as how there's really not going to be much of hockey. So <clears throat> that's something we're definitely trying to do more of. So I think for the rest of the, we'll say the rest of the summer, most of our episodes will just be interview based rather than, and if there are any hockey news, it's going to be minor at most because it's really, there's really not going to be much that's going to happen from now until training camp starts. Um, my, the only really news could be is, you know, is someone getting fired? Is someone getting hired? That's probably uh, what we, you're going to hear. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.